Hi guys, and welcome to Forging Resilience, exploring for a different perspective on strength and leadership. Join me as we discuss experiences and stories with guests to help gain fresh insights around challenge, success, and leadership. I've um, thought of something different today. I've had a, a cancellation for my guest for this week, which is absolutely fine. Things happen, life crops throws things in our way sometimes and uh, it's all good and a, and a client cancellation as well so I thought I'd take the opportunity to get out and about go for a little stroll uh, it's nice to get out of the house besides it's a gorgeous feels like spring you know, in Barcelona at the moment sunny day clear blue skies I wander through my the edge of my little village into, into the woods and so I thought I would get on and, and, and talk a little bit. So the whole reason I started this podcast was several reasons. First, it is the opportunity for me to, to, to lean into the small network that I've got and learn from them. I'm fortunate to, to have met some incredible people um, whilst working in the military and outside of it and um, I'm always keen to have interesting conversations and since I've started being coached have had my beliefs challenged um, so the opportunity to, to have conversations with people who I respect and, and can learn from then that, that, that was one of my biggest reasons really quite selfishly I wanted to learn something for myself it was a chance to, to grow my network and, and practice leaning into discomfort, which is something I talk about quite a lot. Um, it means me reaching out to people that I sometimes assume are further along their journey than me. Be that in terms of business or, or development. And, and to face rejection. A lot of people say no. That's absolutely fine. Um, yeah, and it's, to, it's almost to, to strengthen the... That courage muscle, you know, asking people for something. Um, one, of my, one of my beliefs is a lot of what we want is the other side of a few uncomfortable conversations. So once again, I find I can, I can practice what I preach by reaching out to people. And yeah, it's to build trust so you guys get to hear how I talk, what I talk about, um, what interests me, how people develop, how, how resilience is, is forged, is made, earned, so that you'll either decide, yeah, I like this bloke and it resonates, I can learn, or not, and both are good. So resilience then, what does resilience mean to me? I, I kind of came across this word or it started to resonate to me when, when I was getting coached again. This is quite a profound experience, the, the ability to, to really take a look at myself and get to reflect on a lot of my old beliefs or perspectives and just have them challenged and really check if they serve me. Yeah, because a lot of them I found were old-fashioned, outdated. And, and something that was very challenging for me was that I'd been trying for a long time to sort of prove myself worth. There's a lot of people 
may have, well, I say a lot, a few people may have heard me talk about. And so I was always trying to be the tough guy, but more than that, I think I was just trying to fit in. And so what I realized is that I don't have to be this, perce uh, or this perceived, or to have the persona of, of somebody that somebody else, I, I, I could be quite easily myself. And that to be resilient is a lot more profound for me. It resonated a lot more. And that is the ability to get back up after getting knocked down. It's the ability to process probably some big emotions in learning, in failure, in trying and get back up and go again. And I recognise that. Maybe I wasn't a traditional tough guy, whatever that was, but I recognised and, dare I say, identify myself as an incredibly resilient person. Success is something else that maybe not touched on too much during the episodes of the podcast. But that for me, success is now a lot closer to home. It means spending time with the people who I want to, doing the things that I want to, maybe not necessarily when I want, but at least to have that capacity to do that. For a long time serving in the military it wasn't always possible we were always on somebody else's agenda well, that's absolutely fine now as a father two young kids i found it more and more important for, for me to be able to spend time with them and even once i left the military and went into work in the security world for a long time 10 years missing out on, on little things like i remember one of the Hardest things for me to, to stomach was I've been away for eight weeks, which is a long time for to leave a little family. I think my daughter must have been, oh, she's definitely under a year. So let me guess, my son was around two. My daughter was six months in and around this sort of age. And my wife had brought them to the airport to, to come and pick me up. And I saw them through sliding glass doors as I walked from through through customs and into the arrival area of the airport and yeah they recognized me but there's no excitement and, and when my wife handed over my daughter she kind of recoiled she like brought herself back in I hadn't even a, had a chance to breathe on her so it definitely wasn't my breath yeah and that really cut me my, my own little daughter didn't really recognize me or want to come to me and it was like a sign of ah, something needs to change something needs to change as well as lots of other little indicators and I think that was one of the, the final nails in the coffin in, in a positive way for me transitioning away from what I knew in terms of security and the military and time to to refocus my attention and and priorities prioritize what was important to me which was being a father figure and being close to the people that I love rather than hundreds of miles away in places that still aren't highly recommended for tourists or with a good nightlife 
so that was that success is an example of this morning walking my kids to school coming back home having a meeting being able to go out now on a walk whilst I record my own podcast being able to adapt to the change later on I've got another call I'll go back off to the gym the world's noisiest walk today with killer dogs Forestry Commission doing its bit or the Spanish equivalent things you'll love to see people in trainers and shorts balancing halfway up a tree with a chainsaw in one hand albeit a small one good effort but walked away a bit quicker than normal looking down just in case he came off and this chainsaw went one way into his leg so as I was saying that, that transition away from, from that world took me into redefining really what was important and, and what I consider success and it's a lot closer to home and it was during this time that a, a mate of mine reached out to me Johnny Vivan and asked could he practice his up and coming coaching skills on me um, of which I was more than happy John and I go back a long time we were, we were at school together and we went to college together we ended up in the Marines at the same time. Unfortunately, John got injured and, and left. Although, on his reflection, it was never really his calling to be there long term. I went all in and obviously there's resistance in some parts and moments. But generally, I was quite willing to explore what was uncomfortable because I recognised that these are areas of my life that I'd not looked at in any great depth. And that also, there was a lot of old beliefs uh, that I'd never challenged and weren't really true and I I can remember coming to John saying there's nothing really worth coaching me on at the moment mate he didn't smirk but I wouldn't have blamed him if he did a couple of minutes later in conversation he was asking how work was going at that time I was working in a gym as a personal trainer and I was happily to launch into a complaint of how sales is, is shit I don't like it. At this point, he started rubbing his hands. He didn't, but if he would have, I wouldn't have blamed him. Um, And we dived into what was it around my beliefs that that I thought was making sales shit. And long and short of it was that I was assuming that people were judging me because I didn't speak fluent Catalan and Spanish, although I did. And I was almost setting myself up for failure so that I didn't have to feel the rejection of them rejecting me. I set myself up so I would mumble, I was completely focused on myself. Uh, I'd get lost, I barely would hear what what they were talking about or what they needed um, because I was so concerned about how I was coming across. Um, So we started to work on those, those beliefs and one thing led to another. Cha-cha. No, and I, I got to see how much of my lens, how my, my, my view of the world was muddied from things that were really old-fashioned, maybe not even true. Um, and I thought, I want to be able to do that for other people. Throughout this whole process, there's two incidents that I look at 
very differently now. One of which I've just started talking about in, in a bit more in public. I've, I've written about a couple of times on each time I talk about it, it's, it brings something new up in terms of insight, discomfort as well. It goes back to a time when I was in the special forces and I didn't react how I thought I should have during a firefight without going into all the details because it's not really about that. It's about the judgment, the self-imposed, I may add, judgment I carried of myself because of that. It was along the lines of, of cowardice, or that's at least what I wrote about. In fact, I don't think I came to that word with John when we were coaching and exploring. Well, that's what it sort of resonated at, at the time of writing. <clears throat> it was more of a feeling of not being good enough, and I could find then quite easily evidence to back that up once upon a time. And... That's fine because that, 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 that belief kept me safe. But then I got to practice being really kind to myself, which I don't think is something that's particularly common. I don't think we're, we're taught how to do that. But I also assumed it was quite weak to look at things in a, a compassionate light. I don't think that anymore. But what it allowed me to do was like unburden myself of this, this label that I'd given myself because I hid behind the excuse of, of not wanting to fail or not being good enough for so long. And to be honest, it was quite tiresome and it really was a release once, once I, I sat that down. Also, it meant that I was really stuck in the past. So I was reliving this scenario over and over again in my head. You know, part of it, we would be catastrophizing and going off into worst case scenarios which is neither healthy or relevant because it's happened like 20 years ago. <clears throat> There's a lot of emotions that come up when, they, when I go back into that because it was, yeah, pretty hairy. And my body doesn't know the difference. So There's almost like a, 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 an emotional and physical toll there, needlessly so. And then I got to choose and practicing in, in, in a new light. I learned that whilst I can't change other people's judgments of me, I can change the judgment I have of myself. And so I refocused on putting that aside, processing what came up and moving on. And that allows me to try new things, to, to launch a business, to make a podcast, to speak to interesting people, to to help shine a light into the dark areas of their life, to show them their possibilities and potential, which is incredibly rewarding. So compassion was something that really resonated and was a very powerful thing for me. When I get to do that for myself, I get to do that for my kids, my clients, and other people as well. It allows me to sit in front of a client and when they're telling me certain things about themselves or their life or their circumstances, there's no judgment because I'm not judging myself. And therefore I'm not consciously overlaying 
obviously I am to an extent, I'm still human, I've still got my own programming, but I'm not thinking, oh, they need this, they need that. There's no judgment, it's their space to explore. <clears throat> because I'm allowing that for, for myself. And as a father, when I turn up more compassion for myself, I know it transfers over to my kids, that overflows to them quicker to, sorry, slower to anger. Still get angry, obviously. We're all human. Nothing wrong with it. Don't want to get rid of it either, but it takes me a lot longer. Kids are aware of that. and I can apologize a lot quicker for my mistakes. Allows me to move on rather than staying like I was in terms of the incident I just mentioned there. Stuck in the past. Woe is me. Dot com. Which draws me on to another thing. I don't think it was a life changer. It was just, it was, I never thought I had a big problem. And I, I don't. It was just like a numb, a, a dull disappointment in my stomach. Of, ugh, yeah. And so I think one of my perceptions that changed around coaching was that nothing has to have gone wrong for coaching. I don't always look for to fix things. I don't think much of the time anything needs fixing. We're, we're as we're meant to be. We get to check is that who we really want to be? Are we turning up for the people that mean the most for us? How how we want to, or is there some sort of old program that's pushing us down? A slightly different way and that causes a bit of conflict be that internal or external thanks for your patience if you've managed to stay in this long i did have a little couple of headliners to to talk about or headlines to talk about or pointers and some of them i've covered it hasn't flowed i've wandered off but i'm quite enjoying the walk i'm waffling 20 minutes of my own so yeah, compassion basically was, was a big thing for me to practice. It allows me to move on a lot quicker, learn from, learn from my mistakes, if you will, and get to the next, get to the next opportunity, ready to go again, rather than stay stuck in the past or, or, or feel lost because I'm not doing anything. I'm just circling, going around and around over the same sort of stuff. This ties back into success, really. A lot of times, people pedestal professional athletes, successful businessmen or CEOs, and to an extent, special forces, soldiers as well. And for a long time, and probably more so now, I'm against that because from my own personal perspective you know I had my footballing heroes when I was a lad as well as rugby and mountain biking I read all the books that I could on the military Royal Marines and the SAS when I was younger and I always aspired to do that but I think that I, what I didn't understand is people's motivations and drivers for me I wasn't impressed by what I did for two reasons. One, I came from a place of need. Reflecting back now, I was trying to prove something. And two, I can't remember. 
my point here is to have our own terms for success, whatever that may look like, because we can never really be sure what's driving that youngster on the football pitch. Is it from a, a place of need or is it from a place of abundance? Is there that much pressure on him to make it for him and his family that he would walk away in a heartbeat if he could? Or is he doing it for the love of the game? And it goes the same in terms of business. How many people get caught up in business and burn out because they give their whole life to it at the detriment of their families, their friends, their health? And it's the same with the military. And I'm not saying everybody there is coming or anywhere is coming from a place of need, but it was for me. And it took me a long time to see that. And when I got to work on coming from a place of abundance, learning to be present, learning to be grateful for what I got in my life, things like that took quite a change at least how they looked because again one of the amazing things about coaching is often initially physically materialistically nothing changes yet our perception of the world changes and in that everything changes and i'll probably leave it there for today and if i was going to leave you with one thing i think it would be from the talk i gave around the incident recently and that is that we have the ability to change our judgment of ourselves and that is the most important judgment we hold cheers guys speak to you soon